Hi, welcome to the Church Girl Podcast and today we'll be speaking about faith. When we speak about faith, particularly the Christian faith, my my belief, (laughs) my faith is that generally, you know, people say seeing is believing. You have to see something, you have to prove something before you believe but in the christian faith believing is seen when you believe when you believe you begin to see when you believe that god is good to you you begin to see that god is good to you when you believe that favor of god and men is upon your life you begin to see the favor of god and men upon your life before we start, let's say a word of prayer. And so, uh, Heavenly Father, I will bless your name for another opportunity to speak about your word again today. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. The gift of your word is so wonderful. Father, we pray that we'll be blessed today. Pray we'll be blessed. We'll be blessed. Amen. So, let's open to the book of Hebrews 11 1. This is like the most the most popular scripture about faith. And it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Substance for something to have substance, it means it can be touched, it is formidable, it is tangible. So, how can hope be tangible? You cannot see hope, hope is abstract, but what gives it tangibility, what gives it substance, what makes you be able to touch hope? It says the evidence of things not seen. You've not seen something, evidence is proof. So what gives something that you've not seen? Proof. Proof is something you can touch. The the tangibility, substance. So if you've not seen something, how do you know that it is true? How do you know what evidence do you have? Now our faith becomes tangible. Our faith becomes formidable. Our faith has substance when we do. Remember what we said, believing is seeing. Our faith has substance when we can see. When God is telling us something, we believe it, so we do. That is when our faith has substance. That is when it becomes formidable. That is when it has evidence. Without obedience, without actionable steps, our faith is nothing. Let's go to the wildest parts of the Bible. Not really the wildest. One of the wildest things that happens in the Bible. The book of John 2, 1-10. The wedding at Cana. Very wild. It says, And on the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. We know we know how the story ends, yeah? 
if you don't know jesus don't water so wine. but then i just like want to dive digress a bit when you call jesus to your marriage miracles happen the reason why this miracle these people's marriage was documented is because jesus was called the wine could have finished quite all right but because they called jesus there was a miracle and he's not only limited to your marriage when you call jesus into your career things happen when you call jesus into your relationship things happen when you call jesus into your body things happen when you call jesus into your health things happen when you call jesus into the lives of your children things happen miracles happen water becomes wine hallelujah so next verse and when they wanted wine the mother of jesus said unto them they have no wine for mary to be so confident like we should not even give them money to go and buy wine she came to jesus direct that means she knew what jesus can do maybe maybe sometimes at home they ran out of sugar <laughs> and jesus did one or two and there was plenty of sugar at home she knew what jesus could do she knew what jesus could do when you come into the consciousness of what jesus can do to for you it becomes easy to approach him it is not only what jesus can do but what jesus can do for you most times we 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 know god is powerful and god is all-knowing and is omnipotent is this is this that 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 but then we see it happening in the lives of other people but we don't think it can happen for us yeah uh recently i i have been i've not been feeling so well i've not been feeling so well and the thing is that i can pray for someone to be healed but some somehow in a weird way I don't believe that when I pray for myself I can be healed. And this is not just an example. This is actually what I'm going through. For some reasons I just have doubts concerning if God can heal me. But when I'm praying for someone else, I believe God can heal them. Which is weird, right? So, back to Cana. God Mary knew what Jesus could do. And that was why she approached him. Back to the scripture, Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I have to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servant, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Now, Mary knew that Jesus was probably going to say something crazy. So she was like trying to prepare the minds of the servant. Whatsoever it tells you to do, do it. Because in that doing is where the miracle comes from. Jesus is probably going to say something crazy like fill a lot of jars with water and take it to the chairman of the feast. But then whatsoever it tells you to do, do it. That is faith. That is faith. Knowing that no matter how crazy it sounds, he is faithful that promised. Knowing that all I have to do is to do. (laughs) 
all I have to do is to say, is to do whatever it tells me to do, and they will fulfill his own part. That, that is faith. So verse six, there were there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Now this is about, according to my calculation, about over seven hundred liters of water over 700 liters of water and jesus is asking them to fill it up with fuel fuel them with water now there were no bottles there were no taps there were no there there was only well so these servants literally had to fetch water from the well up to over 700 liters of water almost 800 liters of water from the well now these people is only mary that actually knew what jesus was capable of because the bible says that it was documented that this was his first miracle first public miracle so they don't even really know him but because mary already said whatsoever it tells you to do do it they did not find it crazy they could have found it crazy and said they are not fetching because they are just servants they are not the bride they are not the groom but whatsoever it tells you to do do it and he said unto them in verse 8 draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it and when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was but the servants which you the water knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men had well drunk, then that which is worse. But you have kept the good wine until now. That is a miracle. Now what if the servants decide not to fetch the water? What if the servants decide not to fetch the wedding will still go on. I mean, the wedding will still go on. But the miracle will not happen. Life will still go on. But the purpose of God will not happen. Because believe it or not, Jesus already knew what was coming there to do. God already knows his plans and purposes for your life. But if you do not obey, it won't come to pass. If you did not believe in what God can do for you, it won't come to pass hallelujah now faith is trusting god enough to do the craziest irrational things just because he says so trusting god because he is and he does the best the bible says that eyes have not seen ears have not heard nor has it entered the hearts of man what god has prepared for those that love him Personally, I have <laughs> I have a very wild imagination. Like I imagine the craziest things, nonsense, not nonsense like the carnal world, but then things that are imaginable. But the Bible tells us that it has not even come to the hearts of man. In your craziest imagination, you cannot phantom it. What God has prepared for you, for your life for your career, for your marriage, for your business. It has not even entered your heart. 
but it also says that he has revealed these things to us through his spirit first corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 says but god has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searched all things yea, the deep things of god eyes have not seen ears have not heard it has not come into the hearts of man what god has prepared but these things that he has prepared he has revealed it to us through his spirit so we can know the plans of god we can know where god is going to we can know where what he has prepared for us through his spirits let's open our bibles to one of my favorite parts of the bible jeremiah 29 verse 11 the bible says for i know the thoughts that i think towards you said the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end for i know the thoughts i have to i think towards you said the lord thoughts of peace are not of evil to give you an expected end sometimes we only focus on this verse and ignore the fact that in the previous verses and chapters before this part god was actually telling the israelites to go into captivity god was actually leading them into captivity he was so sure, he was so focused on the captivity plan that there was this prophet that told the Israelites that no, God is not telling you to go into captivity and this and this and that, you are not go into captivity. And then God killed him. Like this captivity said, you will go. God particularly told them that they should build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens, take you wives sons and daughters marry calm down because this captivity is like a cup you will drink of it but god is still telling them that he knows the plans that he has towards them he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards them and these thoughts are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give them an expected end how can god say that kind of thing when he's telling them to go into captivity when he's telling them to literally go and be slaves there are times that God God tells us, God tells us stuff, and it's not even adding up. God tells us that, for example, God tells you that this year you will buy a car, and the money in your account currently cannot even buy tire, it cannot even buy a windscreen. So what do you do when two plus two is giving you purple? What do you do when life is not hard enough? When God is saying one thing and life is showing you another thing. The next verse, verse 12, Jeremiah 29, 12 says, Then ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search me with all your hearts. When it is not hard enough. When God is telling you something, God is having thoughts of peace for you. But Omar, what you are saying really is war. What you do is pray. What you do is seek the face of God. What you do is confirm. What you do is ask for clarity. Seek the face of God. Seek him in the place of asking for clarity, not accusation. Because, <laughs> because sometimes as as 
new generation Christians, we like to believe that we are we are we are goats. We are we are the, those football people say it. We are the goats. We are something. We are much more than we are. We are much more. But then, in focusing on our rights, we forget our duties sometimes. In focusing on we are sons of God, we forget that sons have duties. Sons have rights, but sons have duties. For example, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Makes me lie down the green pastures. Psalm 23 gives a lot of rights. The Lord is my shepherd, so I shall not want. I shall not lack. God will always provide for my sins. Makes me to lie down the green pastures. He lead me in sea waters. I enjoy the soft life. I enjoy life. Everything is calm. I have peace. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Even when my enemies are against him, right in, against me, right in front of them, God is doing things for me. Goodness and mercy shall follow. So much promises in Psalm 23. But the central, from the very first sentence, God gives us our duty. The Lord is my shepherd. When the Lord is your shepherd, you have to be a sheep. A shepherd does not lead wolves. Have you ever heard of a shepherd leading dogs? Or a shepherd leading lions? No. A shepherd leads sheep. A shepherd leads sheep. So for the Lord to be your shepherd, you have to be a sheep. What is the major characteristics of a sheep? Wherever the shepherd goes, the sheep goes also. Whatever the shepherd says, the sheep follow. The Bible says that my sheep knows my voice and they follow. There's this Victoria Renze song. Um, I hear your voice, I follow your leading. I, I do not have so much of a good singing voice, but then you hear the shepherd voice and you follow so taking him back to to faith when things are not hurting when god is telling you something you know we've already established the fact that god will reveal his plans for you you will not be without a revelation of god's plans in as much as you have his spirit the spirit will reveal to you the heart of the father so when the Spirit reveals these things to do, what you need to do is pray. When you believe what God is saying, you pray concerning it. You pray for clarity. You pray for direction. You pray for resources that you need to do that thing. You pray for when. You pray for how. You pray for everything concerning it. That is faith. That's what, that gives your faith evidence. It gives substance to your faith. Amen. So another way to give faith, substance to your faith rather, is by giving. By giving. Now I'm not even going to go into all the doctrinal dynamics of whether pastors are fapping your offering and using them to buy private jets and um, using them to build universities and this is that, that, that. We are just going to go directly to what the Bible says. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, that 
Now he that ministered seed to the sower, both ministered bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now follow me. The Bible says in where where the Bible was talking about, Abraham believed, Abraham had faith, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Abraham had faith, and that faith was that faith translated into righteousness for him. That means faith is a category of righteousness. That means faith is righteousness. Yeah. The Bible says in Second Corinthians nine verse ten that now he that ministered seed to the sower, both ministered bread for your food. God gives you seed to sow and bread for food. God gives you money to enjoy and money to sow. God gives you resources to enjoy life. God gives you money to to buy good hair, to buy nice shoes, buy a fine dress, smell expensive, smell like a million dollars, look good. At the same time, he also gives you money to fund the kingdom. He also gives you money for offering, for tithes, for donations. The Bible says, He that ministered seed to the sower also give bread for food. As God gives you resources to enjoy life, He also gives you resources to sow. But going forward, the Bible says, And multiply your seed sown. Out of these things, the one that multiplies is the one you sow, not the one you eat. So as God gives you resources to enjoy life, He gives you resources to sow. But he multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. Now we establish that faith can be righteousness. Faith is righteousness. So he multiplies, he increases the fruits of your faith. He gives your faith evidence. He gives your faith results. Fruit is results. He gives your faith meaning. He makes your faith fruitful. So another thing to do to activate your faith is to give. Is to give. The Bible says, let him that treasures, treasures in hope. Let him that giveth, give in hope. There's nothing wrong in, in the church. The church I listen to a lot, the pastor once said that, don't be don't be lackadaisical about your giving. Be intentional about your giving. This is what I'm giving towards. There is nothing bad in saying, God, I am sowing towards this. I am sowing into this person's life because I want this and this miracle that you've done in their life. I am sowing into this ministry because I believe in what you are doing. Giving gives your faith tangibility. It erects your faith. It gives it pillars. It gives it feet to run. Hallelujah. Another way to give your faith evidence is to speak, to declare. The Bible says, as you have said in my ears, so will I do to you. The Bible also says, I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I have spoken. 
I believe, therefore I have spoken. It is faith to declare. I believe that God loves me and is merciful towards me. I believe that I receive favor. I believe that I am a child of God. So I enjoy the rights of the child of God. I believe that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I believe, therefore I speak. It's not I speak, therefore I believe. I believe I have faith first. Then in a manifestation of that faith, I speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If there is faith in your heart, if you believe, if your heart has grasped what God is saying, therefore it becomes natural for your mouth to say it. Out of the abundance of the faith in your heart, your mouth speaketh. And the Bible already tells us that we shall declare a thing and it shall be established. Now, if you are speaking from faith, it is just natural that that faith will be established. Hallelujah. So we've spoken about three, three ways to establish our faith. Pray, give, speak. Pray, give, speak. And that will be where we'll close the curtains on today's episode. Thank you for listening. This this um, teaching is going to have a part two because I don't know if you've noticed, but I really do not want to the podcast to be so long. So we are going to save the rest for later. Thank you very much for listening. I pray that God will bless you and increase the word in your hearts in jesus name thank you for listening listen to the other chapters share with friends may god bless you thank you bye